It is 8 minutes after 10 a.m. You are listening to The Talking Point. My name is Oliver Dixon. Good morning and welcome. Thank you for staying with us. If you just joined us, uh, we're about to have a very important conversation. The matric results are out. Uh, that's what most of the open line was about. <laughs> the DG of basic education even called in and had an opinion to express, and we, we are grateful for that. It's really what everybody's talking about. But there's an anxiety about those who passed but don't, know what to do, don't have the prospects of, 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 of further education just yet, and they may reconsider. They may consider redoing their matric, rewriting certain exam, certain subject codes. Then there are those who just didn't pass at all, who want to try this again, who I think we should all encourage to try this again. The pathway to trying this again may not be as clear and may not be an easy journey either. I can't imagine what it's like to, as, as a precarious 18-year-old, 17-year-old, 19-year-old, trying to navigate failure and complexities thereof outside of the support of a formal schooling environment, right? You're, you're effectively out in the world on your own, but there are institutions that can cushion you in, in, in those sorts of ways, and that's what we're about to talk about. We're about to talk about how to go about getting a second chance at it, redoing it, retrying it getting on with it. Like I said, education is really a lifelong exercise. It's not something you do for 12 years and you stop doing. And so failing matric is not failure. It's just another year in the journey, a journey that should be your entire life at this stage, right? Education should be a lifelong pursuit. Um, so matric is just but one year in what is a lifelong journey. Um, and if you have to redo it, that's okay. That really is okay. And oftentimes redoing it, I, I, I'm speculating it, but oftentimes redoing it means that you, you, you have a better quality outcome because you get to do it twice. That's my intuition. But I don't know if the data reflects that. We'll, we'll, we'll ask. My guest for this conversation is Dr. Sandy uh, Malapile, who's the director of the Second Chance Program, uh, Second Chance Matric Support Program at the Department of Basic Education. I'm also joined by Crystal Williams-Duncan, who's the project lead at Youth Capital. She's joining us virtually, as well as Vamala Aryan, who is the chief executive officer of the Star School. I used to see the Star School quite a lot walking in Bramfontein when I would get uh, go or leave campus. Um, I wasn't quite sure what they do, but I have a better idea now. Uh, and Vimla's going to give us all of that details. Vimla, thank you so much for joining us. Really, really do appreciate it. Thank um, you for um, Dr. Malapile, thank you so much for joining My us. Pleasure. Really, really appreciate it. My pleasure. Um, let's start here. How many matriculants wrote and how many didn't pass? So I'm trying to figure out, I'm just trying to remember, uh, trying to quantify how many people we're talking about here this year in particular that we're trying to extend a second chance opportunity to. Yeah, I think we had a... a Seven 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 five six three zero, which is uh, seven hundred thousand plus full time learners uh, who wrote, mm. and then in that we've got one hundred sixty eight thousand part time who wrote. Mm. And uh, your your to to answer your question, so about nine hundred thousand yeah, roughly. Yeah, about nine hundred thousand. But remember the 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 issue of rewriting has got two different purposes. Mm. There is a purpose for a learner who wants to do engineering, and he got and she got level two, and University of Pretoria says you must get level five. So the opportunity is not just given for somebody who's going to rewrite again; it's also given somebody who's saying, "Hey, I want to just as one subject. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just want to do the subject to improve my results. Yeah, mm. 
Yeah. So so the 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 expansion of the program while you you were saying is people who do not make it. Yes, we understand that. Right, right. But it's also the number of learners who, who did make it but just want who to improve. Who made it who are saying I want to improve my subject. So we 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 Christian because as you rightly said, and I like your introduction, education is life. Education is a journey. Uh, it's not just 12 years of school. It's, mm. a, it's a lifetime. Uh, it's in fact, everyone must become a lifelong learner. Yeah. You should be studying how to plant trees. If, if, if you're not interested in pursuing some career, studying on how to cake, how to exercise. Some what, what, what are you studying right now? I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to become a carpenter. I'm studying on YouTube. I'm not in a school. I watch videos on YouTube. But that's that's my education pursuit right now, outside of my formal LLB pursuit. But what are you? What are you? What no, new skills are you teaching yourself? No, the skills I'm teaching myself. I'm I'm researching about the unwritten rules of life. <laughs> that sounds very vague. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not. It's not vague. I'm doing a research because the the yeah there are some things that make you to sit where you are. Right. That you may not necessarily have read in the book. Right. Okay. You, you are caught because of your character, but also because of your exposure, because of your network, because of your, in, of your, your engagement with different people. Yeah. You know. So, so, given that you've delineated now for us that there are different purposes for which people rewrite. Yeah. I'm also. I'm going to assume, and here you'll give us the information, that there are different frameworks under which that happens. Yeah. So there are those who will say, "I'll redo the whole year. I want to attend classes. Yeah. I want to spend the next ten months doing that again." Yeah. Then there are those who are like, I just want to rewrite this one thing. I'll spend the next few weeks studying for it, and then I'll rewrite it. I'll do better. Yeah. Um, so there are different examination dates as a result of that. Yeah. The, talk to us about the different frameworks. Basically, the the, the second chance metric program is a is a is a is a, is a rewrite uh, program. Yeah. And it's targeting, if you like, basically three types of learners, and I could say stroke adults. Mm. One is a learner who did not do well at all. And as we speak now, both the parent and the learner are despondent. They're asking themselves questions, what's next? Mm. That's the first point. That's the first group. The second group is someone, as I indicated earlier, <coughs> who has indeed performed, but not satisfactorily to, to get admission at the higher program, at the institution mm. of higher learning, whether mm. TV or, or university. The third group, which we, we, we're working on, is adults who have a minimum of grade nine. <clears throat> who are 21 years of age and above. Right. So wha what we're doing, because this program this is for part-time learners. In other words, we're encouraging people to, to say, as you rightly say, while you are hustling, while you are running NGO, while you are doing some small uh, business somewhere in a corner, here's a program that you can... The, the same way as you say, you, you are working here, you are, but you are studying somewhere with some mm. institution on part-time mm. basis. Mm. So, so those are the types of people that we're targeting. And most of our, our program, as you may imagine, we not the system is not necessarily allowing learners to come back to, to do full time. Because even if you look at the results who did not do well, you find that the, the learner has taken six subjects and has done well in three subjects. Mm. And all what they need to do is just to do the three subjects. Yeah. How do, how do your ABET numbers look like? The, the, the ABET, remember, the, the, what I'm, I need to indicate to you is that there's a ABET, which is Adult Basic Education and Training, offered by the Department of Higher Education. Oh, of we, so we, that's we, not we basic working, education. We're working with them. Oh, okay. And then there is a the Second Chance Metric Program, which is mainly 
in, for the learners now who are, as you rightly say, oh, the learners okay. not done well, the parents are discouraged, sure. the learner is stressed. So that that is that. But we're working together because we are government and we're providing basically the same qualification. Right, right. Yeah. Just want to say, people in the business of knowledge production ask vague questions like, "What's the meaning of life?" <laughs> <laughs> the unwritten rules. Vimla, are you are you actively pursuing new skills, new areas of knowledge production? Uh, yes, I am. Something very totally different from education. I'm I'm um, training myself to become a photographer. Ah, that's <laughs> lovely. That's absolutely I love lovely. I to yeah. ignite the artistic self. You know. Yeah, yeah. You're the CEO of the Star School. Do they call you Principal Aryan? <laughs> Actually, not. Um, Star Schools is an independent uh, private education institution. Yeah. And we also, like the department, do uh, the second chance metric exams. That's one of the departments within the organization. And we focus on assisting learners who did not quite get the marks that they were expecting uh, or who did not make the metric exams, um, a second chance. I would say a re-edit of their, you know, that yeah. final year so that they can achieve um, what they've been dreaming for, mm. yeah, you know, so that they can pursue higher education qualifications. Mm, mm. Um, I, I want to bring you in here, Crystal, and I want to ask you this question. Given, given what you just heard from Vimla now and what you heard from uh, the department just now, what would you say, um, or at, at least would you say that there is sufficient structural support uh, for young people who need a new opportunity to redo this? Um, I think that the support is lacking. I think the fact that there's a program is great. Um, I mean, Dr. Molapili and I know each other well, um, so I hope what I'm going to say doesn't come as much of a surprise to him. Um, but... Uh, you know, I think that local schools could give um, learners more support. Um, obviously, once you finish matric, you've got to give your textbooks back. Mm. You, you know, you lose access to, to those textbooks, which is fundamental. You lose access to teachers, and I understand that teachers are, are overworked. But I think, you know, there are some small, low-hanging fruit we could um, get to quickly to help these young people to, to be more successful the second time around, you know, make the school library available for past pupils who are studying towards rewriting their matric. Um, I know there are learning centers made available by the department, um, but they just aren't enough or, you know, they might not be close to every single young person who's trying to you take advantage of the second chance opportunity. Is there a local high school that they can walk to where they've been walking to for the last, you know, at least five years to do their high school journey? Um, it's a perfect place for a young person to go and, and study towards um, redoing that matric. And I think high schools could really make that more available for young people in addition to access to the library where maybe they can get a copy of a textbook um, if it's a library copy. You know, basic mm. things like, like that I think could, could help a young person. Make the matriculants who did pass. You know, those young people who are celebrating as they should. It's a great achievement. Um, just remember your friends who maybe didn't make it, um, you know, um, and help them. You know, you passed, so you obviously know what uh, is required and help and help those who didn't maybe who, who were in your friends right, right. or at your high school to, to succeed second time around. Yeah. Dr. Malapile, do you want to respond to that? Especially, it, it's, it's an interesting thing I never thought of, right? That, uh, and it's true. Once you finish school, the, mm. the, the, yeah. your HOD says, bring back our books. Yeah. How, how, if I were to be rewriting an exam in, in a few months, how do I do that without the learning material? 
we we're providing support to learners who registered in in four platforms. Okay. Uh, number one, we we do it online. Uh, we have study guides that are developed uh, that are addressing key uh, difficult concepts for learners mm. that are in different subjects that we are making them available. Learners are able to access this and download that. That's the first point. And speaking about online is that we have then have partnerships. We have partnerships with the uh, UNISA. You know UNISA has got uh, centers. Across the country. And you know that these UNISA centers are mostly used by public servants after hours. So during the day, they allow our learners to access that. That's the first point. The second one is that we've got partnership with the <coughs> Vodacom. So, so, so when you say you've got a partnership with UNISA, what does that mean? What it means is that if you are a learner and there's a UNISA center close to you, you have access to be able to go there and access this, the facilities, and which is our Okay, it's, yes. it's about accessing it's facilities. It's about access facilities. And the, th the second one, we've got partnership with Vodacom 131 uh, centers. We also have uh, a partnership with public libraries which is more than 800. Uh, and I'm talking about connected libraries because we've got libraries that are not connected. Yes, so connected, so you mean connect internet connectivity? Connectivity, yes. And the so computers are not offline, they are not broken, they, they work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take the responsibility for other organizations. Yeah. So so that's the issue around online and online support. Yeah. And uh, the, 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 the second one we, we support, obviously, through broadcasting, as you can imagine. We've got partnerships with... Uh, um, uh, uh, mindset uh, uh, DSTV channel uh, 139 we've got with open view yeah. we've got the DBE uh, 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 channel as well so that is around okay. broadcasting then the, the third one can can I can I just ask you to just hold on to that because yeah. I have a few questions about some of that but before yeah. I uh, interject those questions I just want us to take a quick break 086-000-2032 to give us a call you're welcome to give us a call if you have any questions or comments and perhaps you want to, you know, sketch your journey through the Second Chance pro program. If you've been through it, I'd love to hear your story, your experience. If you want to go through it, if you have questions for clarity, give us a call 86 That's the number today. I'll be taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. So, so uh, Dr. Malabila, I just want to ask this question around these, these, these four interventions, mm. uh, support interventions that are available for those in the second chance journey and i just mentioned interrupt you i've just mentioned two if you, if you don't yes know. yes yes you mentioned you mentioned two you mentioned uh the public library access you yeah. mentioned the broadcasting um, um platform, uh, platform and, and 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 those partnerships yeah. you mentioned the partnership with vodacom i want you to give us details on that because yeah. i don't yet know what that is yeah. and then you mentioned to us that you have partnerships with unisa where it's yeah. a, a facility access partnership yeah. Yeah. what are you doing with vodacom what are we doing with Vodacom? Vodacom has sponsored uh, the teacher centers throughout the country where teachers are trained and they access teacher training. As you can imagine, teachers go there obviously after hours. It's the same thing. We give access to our learners who from 9 up to 2, they are able to access those facilities. The same model as you have with uh, with uh, with, uh, with UNISA, the same model with, uh, with public libraries, except that the public libraries, as you know, there will be obviously more longer hours available to give our learners access to, throughout the country. We've got all this information, of course, on our website in terms of where they are, which we can share with you. Mm. Yeah. And 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 and, and that's the, my, my apologies. The, the two platforms, remember I talked about digital and online? Yeah. And I spoke about broadcasting? Yes. Let me speak now about that we provide as well the hard copy of study guide material. As yeah, well, where do as I get well, that? As well, you get that, one, you get that obviously online. Not everybody can get that. Yeah. 
they, they, then you can get that. Uh, they're available at the district offices, but they're also ava made available. We try to make them available at the schools. But we do get learners who, for whatever reason I'm talking now, they take the number, the email, and we, we share that. That's, that's, the third, that's the third element. The, f the fourth one is that we have the face-to-face -face centers after hours and weekends in selected places. Remember, we can't, we're providing a second opportunity. We, 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 we are the first one to admit that we can't be like the school. Because we don't want to create another school. Right, because we have got the school, right? right. You know, so we have the we, we had a, about 150 nationally. Yeah. in all provinces. Just the last thing. Yeah, please make an opportunity for these second chance uh, 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 candidates to get back their matric scripts. I'll tell you why. It it, it helps <laughs> a lot. Yeah. To 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 see here's where I didn't do well on my uh, uh, on on this exam paper. Yeah. This is perhaps areas of focus that I need to focus on yeah. because I didn't do well in them. Yeah. And those that I did well, okay, I get those concepts. I study those well. Mm. That's what happens in the normal schooling environment. Yeah, indeed. But but you, when you pass matric, they they they, they shred those things. Yeah, they keep for some years. And then they shred them. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, they don't do that immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a good suggestion. We have to consider that. Yeah. Okay. I, so so I can ask you next year this time if there's a plan. Yes, we can. Okay. Yes, we can. You 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 explain to us at a basic level what Star School does. Given all of those like support programs and and those partnerships, you you also have a great deal of partnerships. I would assume mostly corporate. Yes, we do. We have an incubator program where we have sponsors, um, organisations that sponsor learners in towns outside the cities, and in that uh, program, we are able to offer tuition on a Saturday. Right. Uh, to thousands of learners. Uh, and this is ongoing tuition. throughout the yes, year? Yes, okay. but not only tuition. We provide them with a hot meal on a, on a Saturday, and oh, wow. in some cases we even give them a transport allowance, uh, depending on, you know, the need. Right. So, And who makes that happen? Uh, organization, organizations that sponsor us. So we've got partners in this in this incubator program that we run. Which types of organizations typically are these? Are these uh, mega so corporations? We've got, with yeah, we've got quite a few mines. We've got uh, organizations like Dell, uh, Harmony Gold. Um, so there's quite a few out there that assist. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking for more partners because that would mean we could train more numbers. And it's absolutely fantastic to see the kind of results we produce, you know, from those from the incubator program, which is the Saturday classes and holiday classes um, that we provide, you know. Uh, Can you give us a performance outcome? So uh, just to give you an idea, um, of the 95, we have like a 95% pass rate from right. our programs. And from the metrics, we have 75% that go into higher education. Okay. Um, That's just an average that I'm giving you. Right. And how many learners do you typically enroll? So... Um, at the Brownfordian campus, we have about 3,000. Well, that's a lot. And in fact, last year, we had 1,500 learners writing mathematics at the same time, the largest maths exam in the country. Oh, wow. Um, we also had a very large number of uh, physical science students. Mm. So uh, those are just the Brownfordian campus. And tuition uh, throughout the country is conducted, but the learners write the exams in their schools. Do the learners at all pay anything? Um, at uh, For the metric rewrite program, uh, they do, but we're looking for more sponsors. We've got so one I sponsor. have to pay you that enrollment fee, and I'm assuming, because fee? you have to pay the department yes. some money. Yes, we've got, to, we've got to also 
get educators. We've got to appoint educators. Right. Uh, and we have got to take care of the resources. We provide them with the venue, uh, the support. And we also assist some of them with applications to universities. Oh, okay. We provi provide career guidance yeah. to guide them because they all have this big dream in their head. Sometimes based on results and performance throughout the year, th those big dreams can't be achieved. Who typically so, enrolls to the star school? Dr. Malapila made that delineation between those who want to just improve their yes. results so that they can pursue a further education and those who failed and want to redo it altogether. What, what, who typically comes to star school? So generally we have those that... Um, want to improve their results. Right. The majority of our learners are those who want to improve their results. So the Star School is effectively a bridging institution. A bridging, a second chance as well. Right. We have a second chance. We give people a second chance. Right. Give us a call, 86 uh, Just before I go to the headlines, 95% pass rate. Uh, what does the second chance pass rate look like? No, I think we are averaging around... Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, um, 35 to 40 percent in terms of pass, 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 pass percentage for our, for our part-time learners. For the part-time learners? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and the rewrite learners? No, no, the, uh, we, we combine. Remember, oh, okay. when we support, we support mm. both groups. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Give us a call. 86 It's half past 10. Let's take your news headlines with Anne Musa. You are listening to Oliver Dixon on the Station of the Year. Give us a call. 86 um, 86 2032 that is the number you can dial crystal i want to bring you back into the conversation here um and just and just have a, a, another conversation just maybe ask you this question um to give gravity to any attempt on any of these sorts of programs how important is a matrix certificate still uh, especially given that you don't need for instance a matric certificate to go into an online school learn how to code and get a job anywhere in the world you don't need that you don't need a matric certificate to enterprise for instance do we still place undue value on 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 that document or what Claudi Mutonen called piece of paper yeah so i think if you talk to young people they'll be like ah you know the matric certificate on its own doesn't really make that much of a difference to the, the employment prospects in South Africa. Um, you know, the employment rate for those people with a matric or without a matric, there's a 6% difference, you know, which is a difference, but it's not massive. But I think what's important to remember is that matric certificate, particularly in a South African context, is really seen um, as a measure, you know, employers use it as a, a measure of some kind of competency. So even if you want right. to find, you know, pack shelves at ShopRite, they require you to have a matric certificate. Mm. Now, let's be honest, you don't need a matric certificate to do that job. Really? Do, do, does ShopRite really ask you for a matric certificate? Entry-level jobs ask wow. for a matric certificate in this country. And it's because employers are trying to vet candidates in some way. And so the matric certificate is still very much seen in that light. Now, we can argue that that's a conservative approach. We could argue that there's other ways to test competencies. But the reality in the current state is that employers are looking at that matrix certificate for even the most basic of entry-level jobs. And they can be picky because employment, unemployment is so high in this country. They can choose people with a matrix certificate, even if it's not necessary, a requirement. And then just for, you know, for many higher training and further training um, that's accredited, you do need a matrix certificate. So I think what's missing from the conversation so far is that the majority of young people who are trying to access, the, you know, rewriting their matrix or young people who don't have money to, to pay to do their second uh, second chance matric. They are money, young people who don't even have money for transport to get mm. to centers, which is why I, I raised the point of, of 
you know, schools which are close to their area. Dr. Malapile knows this. We, you know, we've told him every year when it comes to registration at Youth Capital, we are inundated with young people saying, I went to the district office, they gave me different information to what was on the website. I've now spent 100 rand, 200 rand on transport up and down to the office just to register. This is money that young people do not have. Um, and so I think we really need to understand what the majority of young people are facing when trying to rewrite the metric and make it as easy as possible for them to give that certificate because that certificate then opens up further opportunities um, from which mm-hmm. they are excluded without that certificate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc, do you want to ref- focus on that resource constraint? It's a real barrier to entry. It's unavoidable. No, no indeed. I, th- I think what she's saying is the reality. Uh, um, majority of, of learners who may be interested may not necessarily have uh, uh, access to resources to be able to do the program. How many fall through the cracks? Um, it's a big number because uh, we, we have almost 350,000 learners who are registering. But uh, the, you can imagine the, the profile of our learner is somebody who's hustling, looking for a job. Uh, there are many factors. So mm-hmm. we have l- people who are dropping, and in, in our own mini-researches, people are dropping off for many reasons. person gets a job somewhere in Johannesburg, they leave Limpopo, they come. Others here, they, they get an opportunity to study somewhere or to enter in mining. So there are many factors that uh, this this learners obviously drop. So we have uh, almost uh, 30% of the learners who are dropping after they're registering. But uh, what we found interesting is that once the learners register and they move, some of them are able to continue, some are not, but they always come back one or two years later because they, that idea and desire to say, I want to mm-hmm. complete my my matrix certificate is very, very important. And I think the, 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 the question you asked about why is matrix certificate important now, at this current state, and, and that's why we're, we're, we're introducing the, sti- the certificate in grade nine, but at this current state, the only proof that you and I have been to school is a matrix certificate. Because any other person can design, can take the logo yeah. for your school and put it on a paper and write yeah. all what he wants and stamp it and sign it. But at the end of the day, you can't verify it. Yeah, but matric you can verify. So, so Vimla speaks of, for instance, in their program, in the Saturday School program, for yeah. instance, as as, a, as an example, that with the partnerships they have, yeah. uh, they're able to provide some of these learners in the program with transport and a hot meal on the day. Yeah, how much would it cost you to do that? It costs a lot of money, uh, as you can imagine. The 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 biggest budget we pr- we do in the Department of Basic Education, other than the building of schools, is nutrition where more than 9 million are provided uh, with uh, with uh, daily nutrition with daily nutrition yeah as a result the the issue that you could be able to provide the it becomes complex part of the complexity is that you've got somebody coming on tuesday to attend mathematics and on thursday and just one hour and they leave so we we don't have you see, it's cool is that you've got this learners there's who are a, here a, at the schedule. same time. Yeah, yeah. You can provide meals. In our case, is that, and, and the classes, and most of our classes are, are negotiated between the teacher and the learner. Because classes are taking place on Sunday and Saturday and okay, Friday. Okay, N- nutrition aside, transport yeah. is, a, is a big cost. Yeah, transport is a big cost. That's why the centers that we have, as I indicated to you, they are in, in highly densely populated area. That's the first thing. But as I said, the, the other opportunities that we're giving to these learners, we're giving them support in terms of online. We also give in terms in terms of the the, the, the um, dial a teacher where they can phone in if they're experiencing difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, before I, I want to take some voice notes, but I want to ask this, Vimla. 
do, do you have online facilities? I'm assuming COVID would have forced you into that where someone in Limpopo says, mm. I want to be a part of a tuition program. I can join online. Yes. I have the resources. Do, do, do you have that available? We do. We do have online facilities. But uh, currently, most of our training, most of our uh, classes are being held as contact sessions. Right. Uh, it's working very well, even in um, the towns. When you say it's working... <coughs> Apologies, when you say it's working very well, do you mean that the quality of engagement and education just simply is yes, better than it online? it is better, and, and the results are better based on that. We also have a great support system, you know, which, which assists the learner outside the classroom. So there is um, monitors that assist, and there are educators mm. that assist learners who are struggling with certain sections. Yeah. So our methodology for delivery is a little bit different from right, right. Yes, I from the Department of Education. I think that's why our uh, stats are so much higher. You know, success. We experience right. more success than they do. Do you have enough teachers, uh, Doc, in your second yeah, chance for, program? For second chance uh, metric, what we do is, as I indicated, we've got face-to-face classes after yes. school mm. and over weekends. Do you have enough teachers for that? We're using the the core teachers. The core teachers. We're taking if Vima is teaching economics in a district, but it's a uh, voluntary it's, program. No, no, we pay them. We pay. Yeah, uh, but they're paid. The teachers are paid. The, the teachers are paid, but yes, okay. Yeah, but they so have to apply and. Yeah, they no, we select them based on their performance in that subject. Remember, the, the results come out. Also, oh, you see who's the best teacher in the district. You go to them the, and like, the best teacher in the district in maths. Can you give us the maths classes for yes, this program? Yes, exactly. That's a selection because there must be a process of selection. Okay, yeah. 0860002032. <laughs> That's the number to dial. 0860002032. Let's have a listen to some of your WhatsApp voice notes. Good day, Mr. Oliver. Could you please ask? Um, do they have any options for people that did their metric in 2007 that might want to either redo metric so that they can get university entry or not? Mm. Hector in the East Rand. Thank you so much for that. Do you have a cut of age, Vimela? So for us, for the metric rewrite, we focus on the last two years, the students that wrote metric in the last two years. Okay. There is an adult senior certificate uh, examination as well. And the department is running that. Um, we have been running that in the past, but we've put that on hold based on the lack of enrollments. So ah. if our num- if we have enough numbers, You'll then bring we can back. we can bring yeah. it back. Do, do, yes. do no age no age limit no age limit no. whatsoever no. zero eight six hectare is encouraged. To, to be able yes. to register, but I will, I will assume that Hector is not a young man. He may not have, he may not <laughs> have, he may not have a sufficient <laughs> time to go to class school full time. Yes. So yes. encourage Hector to go to district office. Yeah. Or ABET centers. ABET centers. And they will require him to have an ID copy as well as statement of results or metric certificate to register. Right. Give yeah. us a call 086 Let's take a quick break. We continue on the other side of this. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide, leading the conversation. Hi, Oliver. Just thought I should say that uh, a company that I work for, uh, we do not employ cleaners without a matrix certificate. And uh, we are in a transport industry, so we need a lot of cleaners to clean our buses and so on and so on. But without a metric certificate, you do not get the job because our plans of succession require metric. If we were to sponsor you to go and train and be a bus driver, you will need that metric. And we will not employ you without a metric to clean a bus. Thanks, it's Bongi here. Wow, that's that's very shocking to me. 
Really, really, really. Yes, the world has moved on. Um, Dr. Malabile, do you, I, I'm, I'm, look, if you, I won't indict you if you don't have these stats, but yeah. how many of the learners that pass through the Second Chance program end up in an institution of higher learning? Um, we, I mean, I, let me talk about the sponsorship that we have to answer your question. What we, are, what we have secured, we have secured Old Mutual, that is sponsoring the, the, what you call the bridge course. They take these learners, they apply for them at the university. Remember university, when you apply, there's an application fee. Mm. And remember there is a first year at the university, you arrive in Cape Town, you don't know what is a com shooter and all that. So Old Mutual is providing that support. I think, I, so, I just want to say maybe so, shout out to UJ. So, I think their online applications, they've removed the yeah, other application fee yeah. and I think all our universities should do that. Yeah. So so what I'm saying is that we had, for example, uh, uh, last year alone, uh, 2021, because we're finalizing the number for this one, for this one, who, who applied this one. We had more than uh, uh, 80, 80 uh, learners who admitted. Remember, as we're saying, not every learner really wants to go to the university. But this old mutual sponsorship, for example, is sponsoring our learners, second chance learners, which which is an unusual because they, they give you a sponsorship, they pay for your application fee, they support your first year at the university so that uh, if you need a laptop, you need transportation, you don't know how to get to Cape Town, you're from vendor, wherever, mm. they, they provide that support. And do you know how many learners they've supported through that program? No, for, for our second chance. Yeah. We provided 80 last year, yeah. Oh, so you don't know the total figure? No, they, they're doing the other... other I mean, the full-time learners and all that, but we talk about our second-chance learners, yeah. Right, yeah. and university obviously isn't the only high institution, institution of higher yeah. learning. FET colleges, they, do you have they those? Provide, they provide as well for FET. Yeah. Do, do you have partnerships with FET colleges at all? Uh, we have partnerships through the Department of Higher Education. Right. As you can imagine, that the, the institutions, the higher institutions in South Africa are independent. So we're working with and through the Department of Education to be able to access them, yeah. Mm. Vimla, uh, while you have a 95% pass rate in, in your second chance program, um, how many of those learners typically do end up in an institution of higher learning? 75%, an average of 75%. Right. I think we must also keep in mind that when we uh, do the second attempt at matric, not everybody gets that chance to go into a, into a university. Right. There are, there are limited spaces. Yes, and there are opportunities outside that for learners to still progress into higher learning. And that is through TVET colleges, um, star schools as MyStar Institute of Technology, and we offer there's eight IT qualifications that are very current. So it's there's so many TVET options out there that learners can pursue. Mm. Um, and all hope should not be lost. You know, you attempted it the second time and you still didn't make the cut there are still avenues that you can follow in order to um, gain some kind of professional qualification. Yeah, I mean, spending three years in an FET institution, getting some sort of yes. certification coming out of national diploma mm -hmm. of sorts, you, you very and well may get into university. And yeah. yeah, then you qualify for university entrance mm. because right. then you reach a certain NQF level which allows you that step forward into higher education in a tertiary environment. So I think all of these options must be made uh, learners must be made aware of them and most don't know mm. um, hence you know we find people going into certain jobs that they're not happy in mm. they they, they um, stick around for a long period of time not optimally you know using the opportunity they have not being happy where they are they are so I think exposure to other opportunities is very important yeah. for people to you know yeah. To have. They must let's know let's have a listen at some of the other voice notes that's come through on the WhatsApp voice note line. Morning, Oliver. 
when someone who has uh, achieved maybe 30 percent goes to varsity and someone who has achieved 60 percent if they all go to varsity or 90 percent and they graduate with their bachelor's degrees and some will then go to honors and masters and doctorates all their university degrees do not state that this person who achieved this had a 30 percent so is there any research that says someone who had a 30 percent at high school does not do well Firstly, no one who passed with a 30% in high school is getting into university. That's the first. Uh, but also on the second, yeah, we may graduate from the same degree program from the same university, but there are certain employers. I know a lot of employers in this country that will ask not for your de degree, they'll ask for your transcript uh, to have a look at your degree, to, look at, to have a look at your university performance uh, as a means of adjudicating um, competency or whatever the case may be. So the degree itself, yeah, it's like the matric certificate, but the report card still does matter in many uh, instances. Hi, morning, Oliver, and your team. Flores here from the Western Cape. Yes, I would just like to say congratulations to those who passed their NSC. And yeah, to those who did not, don't despair. Like you said, there is another chance. I am a coach for a group of young boys, and yeah, two of my four matriculants did not make it, but we're going to come around them tonight and just encourage them and just mm. let them know that you also have another chance to go at it. And yeah, this time we'll give them all the support. So yeah, it's just giving them support and not tossing them out or let mm, them feel yeah. they're the odd ones out. Yes, we just Excellent. need to come around these young boys and girls who did not make it and don't lose them somehow along the road. Have a good job, bye. Mm. Vimla, morale is a big thing in the classroom. Morale matters mm. for exam preparedness mentally, right? Mm. And I would assume a lot of young people coming through the second chance program, part of teaching them or preparing them for an examination, you also have to speak to their morale. You have to speak to their confidence and part of, and you need to encourage them and yes, keep them motivated yes, for absolutely. this. Is that something that you, you, you talk about with your instructors? Absolutely. All our educators are uh, equipped with uh, you know, the social aspect, the social skills that they need to build into the learner. So we do, we do a lot of soft skills uh, introduction talks during our lessons so that we can get learners, you know, right. involved. We also have other um, support systems available to build morale. And one of the things that build morale is good performance. So constant assessments results also help. And mm. then we detect problems, we assist the learner where there's problems, and that as well, you know, assists mm. With, mm. with morale. Crystal, young people in this country are without hope. We're without, and that's not because of a failure of the education system alone. There are many institutions in this country that are failing young people. Morale matters, um, encouragement matters, and re-inspiring hope into young people matters. What I want you to reflect on, and I want us to take a quick break and then I'll give you the opportunity to, to, to answer extensively on this. What can, our, what can and should our institutions do uh, and think about when you think about young people who are despondent, rightfully so, discouraged, and often even as a result of the failures of the system and their, you know, having visceral evidence of their own failure? 
um, you know, potentially suffering from signs of depression or even depression itself. What should our institutions do when they think about um, uplifting a lot of those young people? I want you to answer that, but let's take a quick break. On the other side of this, we'll continue the conversation. 086-000-2032, that's the number to dial. Zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. That's the number to dial. Crystal, do you want to reflect on that? Young people, sorry, sorry, Crystal, your 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 line is just a little bit wobbly. There, do you want to maybe just uh, hold still? Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, much clearer. There we go. Okay, um, so I I think we reflected on it at the beginning of the conversation. You know, we spoke about education being a journey, but young people are on a journey, right? Economic productivity, whatever that means for a young person, whether that's a job or a business, whatever it is. Um, and as you said, the system fails them along multiple points in that journey, all the way through from basic education to higher yeah. education, and then you know the support beyond that. Um, and uh, you know the the minister Angie mentioned yesterday that this group of matriculants are, you know, this resilient group of young people. And I think the rest of us in the system mustn't take advantage of that resilience. We mustn't assume that because young people keep are we, getting are we, up. And are we gaslighting young people by calling them resilient? Uh, sometimes I think so, and young people feel it. Um, there are a lot of pushback from young people saying, you know, we don't want to be talking about resilience. Why should we need to be resilient? Why doesn't the system support us that we don't have to be this resilient? We shouldn't have to work so hard. Um, and I think that that's all, all, all really fair points. Um, and to not to assume that because young people are, are managing or coping that that, you know, the status quo and how it should be um, and that young people don't need support. Uh, you know, besides failing the check now, you, you maybe you pass the check. Now you try to get into university, but you don't get in. And you try again to achieve it and you don't get in. Or you try, but then you really struggle and you drop out. So there's all this constant kind of failure and rejection that young people experience. Um, and, and young people's mental health is really take strain. And, you know, mental health support in this country is seriously lacking. Um, but I think, again, institutions of higher learning where young people maybe step into that space after being in school can definitely do more to provide counseling support. Um, and I think we really need to expand access to services like SADAG and, and the like where young people can find a counselor or somebody to talk through these issues because it's a great burden for young people to bear, particularly in the South African Do you context. think there's an opportunity for that to be an integrated approach, um, potentially from the department's end? Absolutely, because I think, um, you know, mental health, I'm glad to see it starting to garner more attention, but it's still far from what's needed. Um, but I think young people are crying out for it. You know, they're saying in their communities they need destigmatization around the issues of anxiety and depression, um, which are often swept under carpet or misunderstood by, by parents or grandparents. Um, and young people are calling out for that support. And I think we really need to step in to fill that gap. I know that SADAG is trying its best. It's tried WhatsApp lines over COVID. Um, and so, you know, how can we partner with existing institutes to make that kind of support more readily available? Um, you mm. know, I think you mentioned earlier, it's just, it's just a lack of information. Young people don't know where to access information. It's scattered. Whether you're talking about the second jobs program or mental health services, it's hard for young people to find the information they need and they don't have the data and connectivity to just endlessly click through multiple links. Mm, mm. Um, and so we really need to make it easy for young people. Let's, you know, have a WhatsApp broadcast group. Let's put it on Facebook. Yeah. Let's keep, you know, government Facebook pages updated and make it easy for young people to access that information. That's why we partnered with, you know, Dr. Malapile um, and Arambi on the SAU mobile platform to make a second chance um, hub on the platform so that the data free 
platform, young people just register on the platform and they have access to a whole bunch of resources all under one hub. Um, you know, you click there, it might take you to the DBE website, but at least you know, you go to SAU.mobi and you just click a link and then it's much easier to find. Um, and so that's one way we've tried to make information more readily available for young people. There is an article written by Youth Capital there around, you know, um, support and the stress that all of us can bring. And so all of those resources are on SAU.mobi. Mm-hmm. Dr. Malabila, do you want to reflect on, before we get to that resource conversation, just on the morale conversation? Yeah, uh, I mean, we, as, you can, as you said earlier, you've got a learner going to, to school full-time and for whatever reason they couldn't make it, now they want to come back. So you really must deal with the issue of morale and motivation mm. and support. So what we're doing is that with Department of Education, CATA Career Centers, we do the workshops for these learners. Remember, there are soft skills that Vima talks about, how to study, how to cope with stress, how to deal with, how to prepare for examinations. Those are the things that we're dealing with so that these learners uh, uh, are not just demotivated. Of course, more importantly, what, 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 what do you want to achieve once you, once you get your, your results improved, mm. which is career guidance. Yeah. yeah. To, to, to that resource question, um, Crystal raises an interesting point. The information seems to be scattered. Yeah. I learned a lot just in this one-hour conversation yeah. we've had. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine that it's easily accessible for a young person who's anxiously trying to get a hold of this all of this information crystal mentioned earlier some people go to the district office and they yeah. get different information from what's on the website and all of that uh, is there a problem there let's be clear if a learner wrote 22 2022 exams and did not do well that learner must go back to their school to register Simple. so the school is the starting point mm. where you wrote exam in 2022 that's where you're going to register and that's where you're going to write the exam the school will guide you where and how you're going to write exam. That's the first thing. If you wrote a school like you and me some years ago, you then go to the district office. And then the district office will register you and indicate to you the exam center closest to where you live. And ah. you, you will know the school because yeah. they will say, here are the options of the schools in and around Soweto. to then you'll know that I'm, I'm closer to Orlando High, so I'll write at Orlando High. Yeah. yeah. Let's have a listen to some of these voice notes. Hi, Oliver. Ruben here from Fanabel Park. I just wanted to check something with you. My first question is, with the second um, chance program, your initial results, do they get removed from your um, academic record within the department and then the second chance results appear? Or what happened to those results? Or both of them will appear? Or you'll get indication on your statement that these are the results of the second chance program? Or how will they appear on the on the on the statement? My second part is just a comment. You had actually made my day. I've been thinking about doing um, a course in refrigeration to become a refrigeration technician. I've got two degrees: accountancy and uh, legal studies. I, I thought I'm crazy of thinking doing this. Thank you very much. You've made my day. I'm going to continue with it. Thanks. I know, Ruben. You are definitely not crazy. Good definitely morning, Oliver. Um, to all the matriculants, um, not everybody's parts are supposed to go the same way. Um, I failed my matric in 1999. I went to go write the supplementary. I also just scraped by, um, failed my maths and science and just scraped by both that subject. Fast forward, um, I have my national diploma that I received from CPUT. I'm busy studying my BCom degree. I've got two years left for my BCom um, and specializing in information systems. 
So sometimes your part will go one way, uh, sometimes it will go another way. Just you shouldn't give up and failing. It's not the end of the world. Mm, mm. Do you want to respond to that first question? Well, the first question is that if I've written my trick in 2022, I'm writing again in 2023 to improve my results. What happened to my results of 2022? That's the question he's asking. Yeah, what's reflected on that? paper from what, what's what, what what will what, remember in this case person will basically have the two certificate we'll have the certificate of 2022 exam we'll have the results of may june 2023 yeah the person that comes to the department of basic education applies for what we call a combination where if he she got lower results in in maths 2022 we replace that with the results if they are higher of the may june 2023 so that's basically what's told. The person will have a certificate with the latest, higher results. And you have to apply for that from you the You have department. to apply for that. Yeah, How do you do that? You apply at the at the district office. You apply at the provincial department of basic education, but you also apply at the at the department of basic education in Pretoria. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for your for your time this afternoon, this morning. Really, really do appreciate it, Vimla. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate it. Uh, just quickly, those who want to get to Star School, is there a number they? That is their website they go to? Yes, there's a website. Um, it's www.starschools.co.za. Fantastic. Uh, Crystal, thank you so much for your time as well. Really, really do appreciate it. That brings us to the end of the conversation. It's 11 o'clock. And Musa standing by with your news on the other side of this. It's Amapiano.